All right, what up? Welcome to episode 98. I'm Stuart Anderson. This is the Miduele Podcast. Grateful to spend some time with the new Utah Crit League owners, founders, organizers, and uh, spend about an hour talking about how the new league is going to roll out for 2024. So big thanks, huge kudos to Zane Miller for organizing this, having the vision behind running the Utah Crit League, and uh, I'll let him... Corey Jensen and Matt Bailey, Jason Lang, kind of tell the story of Utah Crit League and uh, how it's going to work, how you can participate, some of the routes, registration, and uh, the vision behind why they are creating the Utah Crit League. So grateful to share that here, uh, episode 98. We are uh, two more episodes away from uh, episode 100. So this week we're going to be interviewing Dr. Dean Walker grateful for Dean, thankful for him as a sponsor of the team, and uh, also just an incredible example of leadership, uh, friendship, and I've been on many rides where Dr. Dean takes care of someone or something that happens when we're out there, so it's uh, going to be great. We're going to interview him this week, and then we've already interviewed Sarah Sturm, a professional mountain bike racer, gravel racer, and we'll release her episode as episode 100, so uh, thankful to connect with Sarah. Uh, Big thanks to all the listeners. Thanks to everybody who is part of this team and part of Utah Cycling uh, in this episode. There's a really cool part that you'll hear from Zane about uh, why he's creating the the league and his vision behind it, the mission behind uh, what he hopes to accomplish. And uh, and it's inspiring stuff. You know, I have a lot of passion for cycling and passion for uh, what it brings to people and communities and groups uh, as a whole. And it's fun to share that vision with others here in the Utah cycling community. So uh, hopefully you're inspired by this podcast and and learn a a little bit about how the league will be run and uh, get some hype going for uh, uh, being involved and registering as that registration takes place. uh, January 1, they're going to open up Utah Crit League for registration for next year. So enjoy. Uh, Grateful for all you listeners and thankful for those who participated today on the podcast. All right. See you later. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Me Dwelling Podcast. Stuart Anderson here, joined by dude. Look at how handsome everybody is. What's going? And it's like mid off season. No portly faces. Everybody's doing good. What's up, Jason? Hey, just portly stomachs, not portly faces. <laughs> it's gonna get worse this weekend. Matt Bailey's with us. What's up, Matt? I was feeling a little portly in the face, so I'm happy to hear you say that, <laughs> dude. Matt, I was. Uh, I can't remember what I was watching. Oh, it was the. NCAA men's 50 meter freestyle like record mm. is out. Did you used to swim that sucker? Uh, you know, I never made it to the championship meet. Um, yeah. guys so fast. Um, the finals in that are like pretty comparable to the finals in the Olympics. Like they're not that far apart. Um, okay. Unreal. So, yeah. Fast dudes, but yeah, I'm guy- so such a long way since I was in it. Everyone's so much faster. The guy I watched was like 17 seconds. It was like, was it Caleb Dressel? I don't remember. It was wacky. Does Ava swim the 50? Yes. uh, High school. So I have a 15 year old swimming the 50 meter, but she was trying to explain to me that it's faster because they get to push off the wall twice. Mm -hmm. Mm. Guys, welcome to the like one straight shot. And then in college it's down and back. Yeah. Mm. Yards in college. Whereas, Olympics are meters and a meter is a tad longer than a yard. Mm, the metric system. Guys, time to announce this is actually a swimming podcast. We're switching over. <laughs> there you go. It's Corey Jensen's it's Corey Jensen's first time. Corey, have you been on before? Nope. First time. Oh my gosh. This is great. Welcome. Thank first you. time, last time. I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> you said it, not me. We're grateful to have you. Thanks. Zane Miller, what's up, dude? How are you guys doing? The mastermind behind uh, today's project. I assume you're the mastermind behind it all. I've got a crew, and Corey's one of them. And you know, I was telling telling Jason, Lang, we're super fortunate to have the guys we've got behind it. I'm really excited. Cool, Corey. Do you want to introduce what we're going to talk about today? You know, everything uh, is really based around the Utah Crit League. It's uh, we're 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 trying to change the game um, and and really bring something to the table that uh, you know is here. There's already great racing here. We just want to add to it and really want to take it to another level. 
And what, uh, Matt, when, when, when we talk about racing here in Utah, when it comes to crit, will you explain what's already, what already exists? Yeah. So the, the big series here has been the, what, what was last year, the Wednesday night crit series that Merrick runs. And that's how most of us really came up. I mean, I remember I started racing that in 2019, um, just to kind of get my feet wet. I, I hadn't even started sanctioned racing yet, but did that. And I remember when I met Zane, I was trying to push him into that. And he was, he was a straight Lodija guy before that. And I was like, dude, you got to come race these crits. And now he's, he's all in. So that's the, the series where a lot of us really cut our teeth and got super interested in crit racing and started to hone in our skills and learn what it's all about. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of where we all got our start. Excited for that to keep going, hopefully, and uh, excited to bring another avenue in where people can continue to grow. Nice. Hey, Zane, so here's a big question. Why do we need another? We already got a league. Why is there another one? Why do we need a new one? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. Um, you know, Merrick has like paved the way, and I don't, I don't really understand if Merrick started what we know is what Matt was just talking about is the Utah crit series or if he took it over. <clears throat> but I remember racing sometime in like 2021 and, and seeing Merrick's wife counting numbers of people that crossed the finish line that, that paid for a plate and like seeing her count it and, and then seeing Merrick show up every, every Wednesday night and all the logistics that went into it and him getting the course ready and tracking down courses and all that. And I'm like, Merrick doesn't want to do this forever. And, and so I, I just kept asking myself, like, if Merrick quits doing this and we don't have anything during the week really to, to race, we, there's obviously tons of group rides. You have Tuesday t &E, you've got the lifetime ride, you've got Wednesday night for the crits. And so I just started thinking to myself, like, what's the succession planning for organized weekly racing? And so it's always been something I've rattled around in my mind. And I just felt like we finally got to a spot where, you know, we could add another weeknight race and, and hopefully complement uh, what, what Merrick started doing and maybe tie into some people's training plans or, you know, give somebody another option really. Um, but we, we didn't want to step on Merrick's toes. So we didn't go Wednesday. We try to do Tuesday and I know it's, it's like back to back. Um, and Merrick's series would most likely last longer than ours, like it, in the duration of the season. And so, um, yeah, we want to do that. There were a lot of opportunities where we could open up the doors and get USAC, uh, USA cycling involved. And, and so we, we found a way to do that with, with Dirk Crowley's help. Um, and, and he's been huge on the back end with USA cycling and, and timing and scoring and building that backside and, and bike reg and everything. And so Dirk Crowley's handling all the back end. We're promoting it and handling all the branding. And uh, it seems to have been a really good partnership. I've got Corey helping us, a uh, kid that races for us, and Ethan, who's a total stud, and, and Zach Despain helping with a lot of the marketing efforts. Nice. Corey, what did uh, Zane miss when it comes to why we need another league? You know, I think uh, anytime we can get options out there, really, whether it's based on timing as, as far as people's schedule, um, it's always great to have more options and, and bring more people into the sport. I think at the end of the day, um, really offering something unique in, in, in our approach is what we feel is, is necessary or really what we want to see. And, and I think we're bringing a lot to the table and, and we're super excited for, for 24. Nice. Jace? Um, oh, go ahead, Matt. Sorry, Jason, you can top it. Um, uh, we can talk more about the the Empire side of things later, but um, the group that I race with a lot does a lot of uh, the national level crits, and part of that is that you have to be a Cat 1 in order yeah. to do these races. And one challenge that I found existed in Utah is that with the, the lack of crits that happen here, especially sanctioned crits where you can get upgrade points. You get a lot of people that get super excited about the sport, but unless they're willing to travel and go out of state, it's really hard to score enough upgrade points to work up to where you can race hmm. uh, at the national level, if that's what your aspiration is. 
And so part of the Utah Crit League was making sure that it gave people sanctioned opportunities to not only get excited about crit racing, but to be able to benefit like with the upgrade process for that so that it can open up more doors down the road. So nice. Matt, what are you trying to say? That there's going to be points up or upgrade points races? Dude, I just want like <laughs> ones in Utah. <laughs> That's my goal. You know, with that, I'm sorry, Jason, I, I didn't mean to cut you off either. Like, so we will be a 12 race series and eight of those 12 races will be uh, UTAC upgrade points races, which we're really excited about. I know Merrick's had that in the past and it's been a hurdle to jump for him. Um, and so we've decided that we would add that USAC aspect in our series nice. uh, and, and create that opportunity for people to upgrade if they desire. Or, or that's well. huge, right? That's like a huge, I mean. Yeah, it's big, big for Utah. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's eight more races on the calendar to upgrade to, which is eight, rest, eight races less, to, to Matt's point, that people have to travel out of the state to get upgrade points for Nice. Speaking that of upgrades, be... uh, Cat 2, Jason Lang, go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was going to be my comment as well as uh, I kind of started around the same time as all these guys around that 2020 time or so and um, quickly realized how much I loved the, the crit scene. And then you kind of look around where the other places where the, the crit scene's big, like in Northern California and stuff, and they just have weekly races with points on the line and ability to upgrade and and move up through the cats and that was something that we were really lacking here in utah there's just as i've talked with people like aaron jordan and things as he kind of upgraded to cat one he he kind of talks about all of the races that used to be here in utah and have kind of died out as maybe cycling has declined a little bit and with those races going away so has the ability to upgrade and and honestly just be excited about racing in general because there's just not as many well-promoted events on the calendar to train for and be excited for and you know meet other people in the cycling community and as i've raced with all these guys i've I've really grown a friendship with them and really grown to love racing and i think that is something that we've been really lacking is just good events to go out and be excited about and meet other people in the community nice Anybody want to comment on Jace on that? Well said. Well yeah, said. Yeah, I think I think to that point, like Jace and I were talking earlier, like part of the reason I wanted to call it a rate, like a league versus crit, is like I think about now that I'm I'm old and and I can't play junior jazz, right? Yeah, mm. <laughs> uh, like a league is where you have a team and you rate like you compete against other teams, whether it's like a softball league or a you know a basketball rec league or now a cycling league. Right. And, and that's what I love about cycling. That, that Like if you're new into it or you're a casual fan, like you don't realize how much of a team sport it really is. And like Jason and I, like Jason and Steve K in 2019 and 2020 were like our number one dudes that we had to battle against every week. And fortunate for like Corey and I, we had a team of five or six guys but Jason and Steve were, were always there and honestly still made it really hard, even though they were like lone wolves, but it'd be really fun to see like Ascent come out with a squad every week. Obviously LHM will be out there every week. Me Dooley, you know, hopefully Jason that being on a Tuesday and with your kids sports, like it fits in your schedule that you're able to make it. And, you know, maybe, maybe you pull sharp out of retirement, <laughs> wink, wink. You pull Aaron Jordan, you know, into some, you know, whatever, like maybe, maybe even Matt Wright or, or somebody like Matt's reached out to me and, and talked about, you know, wanting to race here and there. And I know he's really into like the cycle cross stuff, but just seeing more teams all across and, um, and just kind of, it would be really fun to have like a handful of teams show up and race in it. Yeah. It'd be awesome. I Matt, think it's a lot oh, easier yeah. to make that happen when, it's a well-promoted, well-put-on event, you know, like this, the UCL is going to be. It's really hard to leave your family and what are act activities and work or whatever it is for kind of a so-so event where you don't know how many people are going to show up and it's not well-promoted or well-put-on and maybe even isn't in a safe spot, like the course isn't great. To have an opportunity to race in safe courses 
with well-promoted, well-put-on events is something that you put on your calendar and you make time for where we didn't have a lot of those before. Hmm. Good point. Matt, I know that uh, you as a uh, promoter of crit racing, you are all in, like you love it as a, as a way to train, as a way to, um, be with community. Um, if you were to talk to guys who've never done this, who've never participated in crits, um, like how would you describe to them kind of how it works and how to prepare? And especially, um, is it worth it? You know, a lot of us are busy. Like the last thing I want to do on a Tuesday is like go race, uh, out in, the middle of nowhere in a parking lot. Like what, what, what do you say to dudes that, that say that to you? Really? When I talk about most people that don't know a lot about cycling, they, they automatically think about the tour de France or like some big long thing, you know, that's unattainable, not only from like a racing standpoint, but from a, a training standpoint for guys like us. And um, especially like Jason said, with all of us that have families, it's, it's tough to take people to these races where they pretty much, send you off at the finish or at the start line and then they see you at the finish and that's it. Um, the cool thing about crit racing is that it's usually only about 30 to 60 minutes long and you can pretty much see the whole course almost the whole time. And so it can almost turn into a, a family event where you can bring your wife and bring your kids and bring your friends and and then be with all of your friends and competitors. And it, it's not this major commitment um, you know, you can do it in a, in a couple hours on a, on a Tuesday night. And then it's, it's also different from a training perspective too. Like you obviously need to put in the work and, and be fast because the races are short and punchy and intense. Uh, but that that's kind of what makes them so good. you know. So uh, I think a lot of us, especially as we get older and, and our time becomes more valuable, it makes crits a lot more appealing for all those reasons. And so it's just, a, it's a great way to get involved in this. Cool. Yeah. Like, and to that point, like, I, you know, I know Lang, we haven't seen the last couple of years and, and I haven't been able to race all that much because kids sports, you know, in Saturdays, like a big soccer day, big football day, big baseball, you know, basketball day. And so like sometimes in, in the middle of the sweet spot of the summer, we're so busy on the weekends doing those. We're trying to cram in group rides that, you know, having a five hour race, both like getting there, warming up, racing, packing up, coming back home is kind of selfish on our part. And so, you know, doing a 30 to 45 minute weeknight race scratches that itch, gives you experience, but still like maybe you can squeeze in other training rides. You're still wanting to the Lodija or, you know, the Cash Valley Grand Fondo or, or other races where like you can still train for all those and get that racing itch scratched one more point to make too is that like we talked about bike racing is a team sport and it's it is for sure not always the strongest guy that wins and sometimes in a long road race um there's there's moments that maybe everyone kind of just settles in and it doesn't matter as much um you learn a lot in a crit race in a half an hour and you get to mm -hmm. learn over and over and so if you're trying to learn the sport or or hone in your skills in the sport that you already love. In my mind, there's no better place to do that than in a crit. That's cool. Cool insight. Uh, Corey, can we talk uh, logistics? Uh, do you know courses and do you guys want to reveal stuff like that yet or what's going on? Dane, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I think, I I'll, think I'll we should. It. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Zane. So, so we're going to have uh, four venues right now. Uh, we will have the, the, is it Mountain America Soccer Stadium where Real plays? Uh, we will be racing there um, at the Prestige Financial Building that the Utah Crit Series used last year. Uh, it's on about 115th South and, oh, is it like First West right there by uh, – the Mercedes dealership and the Ford dealership right there on 114th by Shields. That'll be the nice. second location. And then the other one will be the Challenger School. Uh, there's like a fun oval that, that kind of dog legs around it. Huh. Um, so that one's on 7th East and about 110th South. And then we will be at the uh, the training, the Real Training Center out in Harriman. Uh, will be the fourth location. 
There could be a fifth. Dirk's working on a fifth, but we've got four locked in right now. Dang, that's rad. Who put these together? So Dirk Crowley, like hats off to him. I brought the concept to him uh, about halfway through last year and he was all on board and he's like, let's go. And I'm like, here's the deal. I don't have any of the timing and scoring. I need that done. And, and you've got the relationships, the cities. And he's like, say no more. I got that handled. I'm like, perfect. We will promote and market it and try and get as many people as we can there. And, and so um, that's kind of what I feel like our forte has been as far as the cycling space in the Valley. I, I feel like we've done okay at marketing our team and our brand and, and whatnot. And so we took a stab at trying to be promoters and marketing events. And we're really excited. This is our first one. So there's still so much to learn. And hmm. yeah, cool. we're super pumped. Guys, thoughts Jace? on the courses? Yeah, Jace. I was going to, I was going to ask that is tell, tell us a little bit about the courses. Cause one thing that you always hear with crit racing is how unsafe it is. You don't want to crit race because that's where you crash. Everybody crashes. Um, they're bumping into each other. The courses are too tight, you know, on and on. Tell, tell me about why this is different. Why, what makes courses safe and not safe and, and fun and not fun to race. Yeah. Like in the Corey and Matt, I'd love to have you guys kind of chime in. Like, we were on a course last year that, that kind of frustrated me a little bit. I don't think it's it's hidden at all from like me voicing it. And we had two of our guys fall um, that both, well, one ended in a surgery, the other one ended in an ambulance right at the hospital. And, and I don't mean to say that to be to like scare anybody away. Um, it was just a really tight course for the speeds we were going at and just caused some people to wash out. And, um, and so anyway, it made me realize that like, we really need to hold ourselves accountable as racers and hold the promoters accountable. So like the more open, safer corners, not super tight runoff areas, um, corners can get like congested. And so we want plenty of space for people to go and not run into a wall or a curb or a car. And so we've tried to like keep speed in mind as well as like all of those factors I just said. Uh, and then, uh, and really just try and bring that consistently across all four of those courses. A lot of people are like, oh, dude, I don't, I'd love to crit, but I'm just so afraid of like crashing my bike or I'll keep that bike for the, for crit racing. And I kind of laugh because I've probably gone down and gotten a lot hurt, more hurt in group rides than I ever have racing crits. Let's not joke uh, about this and you go down in parking lots, uh, more <laughs> <laughs> Before the race. <laughs> at, at Lodija. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we can laugh about it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, and so I, I think the crit racing is awesome because it's such a small time commitment. It's a relatively safe way to race, despite what a lot of people think. There, there's, there's a lot of etiquette within uh, like crit racing. Like you don't run people inside. You don't do like sketchy moves and, and people will like voice their opinion. I know Matt, you've been in situations where you've gotten after people for putting you in a compromised situation going into a corner that you learn pretty quick that like there is a right of way in crit racing and, and no one really wants to go down. Like everyone's trying to avoid that. And it's super fun because at the end we all give each other high fives and, you know, sometimes we'll grill hot dogs in the parking lot and it kind of has like that, pow day atmosphere where you're hanging out in the parking lot give each other high fives for the the pow turns you just slashed and it's a more condensed thing and you're all giving each other feedback and it's and the atmosphere is something totally different than a lot of people will, will like ever experience outside of crit racing nice yeah bike racing is such a skill especially when you're riding in such a tight group whether it's in a crit or a road race um but the more people do it, the safer they all become and, and collectively as a group and individually as writers. And so uh, I, I totally understand. I mean, I, I think all of us have probably crashed in a crit before. Uh, most of us have probably also crashed in a road race before. But um, the more that we practice and the more that we all learn how to ride together and be safe, the, the better it makes the whole scene and the safer it makes everything. So you know, it's it does come down to course design to some degree, but it also comes down to participation and people getting better at crit racing and um it, it it gets easier to do as as you get more uh more comfortable with with how to do it 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, going back on your question, Jason, too, to, to take that a step further, I think obviously the goal is to have the safest course. Um, there's, there's factors that you can't, you don't really know until you have a full group on there. But I think at the end of the day, it's, it is, it is our kind of responsibility as promoters and, and people there to hold everyone accountable and really ensure that it is, it is as safe as possible and then adjust accordingly if needed. And I think really at the end of the day, we just want to to come out and have a good time and have people go home to their families and, and be safe, you know, and have a good time doing so. Nice. You know, uh, last year when we were discussing putting on a, an event as a team, um, it is a gigantic undertaking once you get into the weeds for permits and um, money and insurance and a website and a, and like people emailing me about their metal that was shit. I mean, it's like this, I'm not, <laughs> it, it, it's just weird. Um, you guys have taken on this thing. Uh, why? Like, what is the end goal here? I think, I get, uh, yeah, you no, know, I'll, I'll rip on it. I know Zane will probably want to jump in here too. Um, it, you know, to your point, it, it is a massive undertaking. I think we've got people in place that, uh, really playing into their strengths, whether it's on the marketing side or, you know, Dirk really coming through on the permit side and really taking that heavy lift off of, uh, the group collectively. And I think just getting into a space where we can all operate in our kind of realm and offering the best racing in Utah, I think is, is really the goal. And, and I mean, we all, we all have our own personal aspirations of upgrading. And I think if we have not only op an option to do so, but also an option to just to come out and bring the family, I think it's, it's a, it's a win-win for everyone. That's cool. One other yeah, thing, I think I, I get really excited about uh, not only with this league, but really any any weeknight racing opportunity like this is that uh, our sport is so small. And here in Utah, we have uh, we have so much talent, um, especially on the NICA side. And I would love to see uh, a bunch of young athletes that maybe not so familiar with road racing or crit racing to come out and give it a try and having opportunities during weeknights makes that a lot more accessible for for people like that and so i know i'm going to make a big effort to try and promote this as much as i can to people who may have not done it before just so that we can get a, a bigger pool of people to compete against and and really showcase a lot of the talent that we have here nice i yeah, love I that i mean the three of us here at least have kids that have kind of raced in that nika program and you go to those events and they're unreal. It's amazing. There's just tents everywhere, hundreds of kids from all of the schools all around the state, just super pumped to participate, promoters everywhere, sponsors everywhere. There's obviously a lot of interest in bikes, and there's nowhere for a lot of them to go and, you know, keep that interest up. And so, you know, weekly race series and, and things like that is a good opportunity for them to keep being excited about racing their bikes and just keep the sport growing. And up to this point, we haven't had a lot of promoting to the youth, you know, on Instagram and platforms that they're actually on. Hopefully Corey will be on there doing some TikTok dances and promoting oh, yes. this, this kind of stuff to all the Nike <laughs> kids. And I think it would be so, and those kids are so fast and strong. I'd love to get him excited about it and just, make the sport better would be great yeah i think like like to that point uh like one thing we've tried to do is be completely different in our branding and marketing and our and and make it look cool and young you know like i look at i look at what um what legion's done and, and i feel like in in the crit space in particular but like the branding and marketing and cycling in north america has been transcendent like they have it so dialed in and you look at the races they put on with the lions and in this Florida race they just did and Corey's series called crit and you know, like their kits and they're not anymore, but like their relationship was specialized and, and all these other brands and like, they've done such a good job promoting their movement and, and everything. And 
you know, you might agree with some of it, you might not with all of it. And one thing I think we can all agree on is that whatever they've done, they've done it right. And, and so they've kind of like inspired me to, to make something cool and, and hip and young. And hopefully like the Nike guy will see, you know, and you know, you, you got something posted with a red carpet that like looks like a generic Google photo versus ours, like actual racing photo and the way we've laid it out and the brands that we have involved, like that might bring some brand equity to our brand because of who we're involved with. Um, the other one is like, Stu, we've had many bike rides on this. And in fact, we talked about it in the podcast when I was on, like, I'm looking at this as like a cycling community asset. Like this isn't my race. This isn't Corey's race. This is Ethan's race or Dirk. This is like, this is all of, this is all of our race. And like, it's only as successful as we all want to make it us, we being the participants and in like, when, when my family bought the Utah jazz, it wasn't so that my dad could say, Oh, I own an NBA basketball team. It was purely everything I heard growing up was like, no, this is the state's basketball team. And they're competing against Michael Jordan, the Chicago bulls on the world's biggest stage. And we have every country coming in, you know, broadcasting the state of Utah's team going against the world. Right. Or like the Utah was always, a world-class event that was a postcard to the world. And, and I know this isn't like a world renowned crit, but hopefully this sets a standard in, in our community that like other people will either level up or hold themselves accountable, or we can hold them accountable. Like I think of Troy Hubner, like Troy's out there risking his own finances, his own livelihood to put really cool, fun races on. And, and even Merrick, like if you want to, like Eric's out there every Wednesday night, right? Sacrificing his time with his family and like putting up their own finances and, and everything. And like, I love like, like Troy holds some of my favorite races. And, and like, if you look at all the people that have impacted me, like Troy's impacted me, Merrick's impacted me, Corey and Justin Williams have impacted me. The people on this call me Dooley's had like, I, I wrote for you guys for what, three years. Mm-hmm. And like, I probably will get flack from it, but like I, I took a lot of your guys' ideas and and brought them over to mine because you guys did such a good job, like thinking about it and executing it. But I really want to like focus on this is Utah's race. This is we called it Utah Crit League for a reason, and and like I might be getting the cart in front of the horse, but like Corey's had people reach out to him from Southern Utah, being like, "Hey, we want your league to come to to Southern Utah." And it'd be really cool to have like a Southern Utah league and a Northern Utah and a central Utah league and really like allow this series to be Utah. This this concept isn't anything new. Like if you go to any state that's really um, like a a big bike heavy state, I'm thinking of like Texas, California, like Jason mentioned, um, they have really successful series like this and it has bred a lot of the racers that we all look up to now and, and cheer for and race against um, all over the country. So uh, we're just excited to to try to help develop this here in Utah and have people from outside of Utah look at this and be like, oh, we want to do what they're doing now. So yeah, and have those Nike kids. Like, there's so many that transitions lost from all the Nike talent we have to cycling um, that we really could like we really could tap into, and hopefully this this allows for like a really cool brand that piques some curiosity from a senior that's looking to be done with their biking career. And maybe they're like, Oh, sweet. We can go race the Utah crit league. And maybe there's a chance to get to CS Velo because they have a relationship with the team in Utah or empire because empire is a Utah team. And Mm -hmm. they think outside of the box and see that like, you can still go to college and, and test the rate, like waters of professional racing in North America. Like, you know, Jack Shukra like has done a great job of it. And you could even touch on him since you raced alongside him for the last two years, who is directly a Nike kid that raced Merrick series that kind of got into like crit racing The empire pulled up, upgraded to a cat one. And now kids on a, another, you know, he, he's taking a contract that I, I, I don't know, but I think he's getting paid to do it as well as finish up his senior year of college. And he's yeah. been an amazing talent. He's been a fun story to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's a great example. And there's so many people like that. Uh, we have 
we're, we're still working on putting our roster together for the 24 season. There'll be a lot of uh, super exciting announcements that are coming soon. I think everyone will be really stoked on. But uh, yeah, we have a, a kid coming on that's a, a freshman in college this year, a 19-year-old who's going to be kind of following in Jack's footsteps. So yeah, it's really fun to see young guys uh, succeed, especially at such a high level. And they they all got their start from things like this. So it's it's nice to provide opportunities like that. Nice. I think we uh, I would miss the opportunity to say, like Zane's answer there back a little bit. Dude, it was really... <laughs> It was really good. Um, like there's nothing that can compete with someone's passion. Like I don't care how strategic you are and how well thought out a plan is to have somebody that leads it. That's passionate like that um, at the center is really um, fun to see, exciting to see uh, that you would answer the question that way, Zane, like kudos to you for uh, putting on and thinking about this thing that way. And that's my opinion. Um, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but, you know, to lead with like, well, you know, it's going to um, make money or I don't, I don't know all the other reasons that someone would ever want to do this. It's not going to make money, by the way, uh, that it was, <laughs> the answer was very good in, in that. Does not make money. It does not be, you're going to be losing money. You're so. in the wrong sport. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Hey, can we talk logistics for dum-dums that are like, well, what do I do? Do I show up to everyone? How do I register? Do I pay for everyone? Like, um, I'm, I'm on your bike reg looking at the dates and things. I mean, how does this work? If you're like, do I come to one of them? Do I have to compete in all of them? Do I win the whole thing? Do I win one at a time? Um, can you talk about that? Yeah, Corey, I'd love for you to chime in, Matt, too. So we'll kind of follow a lot of what Merrick, if, if people are familiar with Merrick's series, where you can race each one individually. And uh, if you if you pay like individual days, it doesn't take you out of the hunt for your overall. So like, let's say Matt, Corey, and, and Jason all want to buy a season plate where it scores you every race you're in for an overall points win to win the championship. Um, you can do that, but let's say there's like, you know, a new guy that just moved to the state that wants to check the, the, the league out, but they want to, you know, they're going to show up to the first one and buy a day plate and then they're going to skip another one and then buy another. Plate. Let's say they win both those races. Those, both those races will combine for an overall points if he wants versus, oh, you just bought a one day. So you're out of the mix. Like you can combine all of those to try and still be in the hunt for the overall. Um, and so, yeah, you could buy a, a single day or you can buy a season long. It, obviously it's more economically efficient, you know, entry fee wise to buy the full season versus yeah, a day of uh, season, like a, the day of race. The other thing we're doing is we're doing an A, B and C group and then a women's group. So we're keeping it pretty simple. So like cat one, two will be a flight uh, cat three, you know, kind of two, but really three, four will be B and then four or five will be C and then open wins. And then each one of those, whoever's in the points lead will have a red number plate. We're taking it from, from Supercross. Like if you're in the points lead for Supercross, you get a red plate. So like Matt Bailey could have it one week and then, you know, Corey could win that race and Matt takes second. And then Corey could be in the points lead. Matt loses his red plate, goes back to a white plate, and Corey now has the red. So every Tuesday, you know who's leading in points. So mm -hmm. it's kind of leads the field to like go try and take that plate away from him and make it a little nice. harder for him that day. Instead Matt, of wondering we, who's in it. Matt, we should track down that awful Nika uh, leader's jersey for the winners to wear that they wore this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another so point bad. to make is like there are people that that don't want to commit to the whole series, and the the beauty with having a sanctioned series is that you can show up to one race or two races and score points there, and there's still a lot of value in that. Not only for the experience, but if you're trying to chase upgrade points, it's not like you have to commit to the whole series to be able to benefit from each individual race. Cool. Corey, are you going to do anything to? I help encourage the ladies to come out or the Nike riders. I know Stu had um, the person that leads the specialized ambassadors on recently, a young girl. And she kind of talked about 
how much she loves racing crits in the Northeast. Um, and I know there's a lot of places that do like women ride free and stuff like that to get more women out and participate and same with young riders to get the Nike kids encouraged to come. And are you going to do anything like that to help promote it? So shout out, to- shout out to Jason for being most faithful me dwell a podcast <laughs> listener. I mean, he's taking notes when he wants. <laughs> it was actually brought up at the 33 minute mark. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> dude. I didn't even remember that. <laughs> uh, Sorry. No, so we actually, no, you're totally fine. That's an awesome question. Like uh, with our relationship with DNA, they have the DNA women's team. And so there's an opportunity to do like crit clinics or just riding clinics. Um, and and do that, you know, with, with empire as well, you know, being a D one team and, and have those opportunities to kind of teach people like draft lines or how to use a draft in a corner and not like slam on your brakes and surge. Like there's just so many Mm. tricks to racing in general that, that like I've learned through my time racing or like racing against Matt and, and like, just like bench racing after the race that I think that, that experience level will, will translate to like having clinics and hopefully we can get the Nike kids and the women, you know, to stick around after a race or if they're thinking about racing, they can come and like build a relationship with, with people that will be racing that are at a little bit higher level. Um, so we have thought about that, but we haven't necessarily solved for it quite yet. Um, the other thing too, is like, we want to have equal prizes all across the board. Right. And, and we're still kind of working that out with sponsors, whether it's monetary at the end of the year or it's, you know, big swag items. Like one thing I can say, so 100% is our series sponsor. They're going to give 30% off to everybody that that signs up for the, the series. So you get 30% off any 100% item, whether it's mountain bike, road, motocross, ski, snow, whatever it is. And then um, like one month they'll give away like, free glasses to the number one points leader for that month, whether it's women, it's a B or C flight, like equal all the way across the board. So we want to try and make everybody feel like, Oh, sweet. We're all in this together. I can still get the same outcome as a cat one or a woman or a woman feels the same outcome as a cat one guy and and whatnot. And we really want to try and build that uniformity all across the board. Nice. And then we also will have uh, discounted entry fees for both juniors and women. Um, mm-hmm. and then as well as some additional, like if a cat three, four or five junior races, five or more races, you'll receive a $75 refund, like things like that to really promote getting out there and showing like getting consistent races in, um, we want to bring, we want to bring everyone out. So definitely here to, to hit, you know, go all in. Nice. One other thing, I'm sure that most people that are listening to this podcast are already involved in the sport, but for for those who either are listening that aren't or have friends that you're talking to that aren't, if your barrier is not having a bike to race, then reach out to any of us because um, we'll do everything we can to make sure that you're on good, safe equipment to be able to Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, yeah, like just questions like that. I mean, we're all pretty reachable on Instagram, whether it's through the LHMCC page, me do, you know, Utah crit league, my own personal one, Corey's Matt, you know, everybody's on here. Like don't hesitate or feel dumb to send us a DM, like asking a question, like we're, we're here to support. And we've all been in there. Like I remember rolling up to my first crit and Rob Smallman, for those that know him, you know, raced at a pretty high level for, for hangar 15, pretty, pretty phenomenal rider, you know, from the state. And I remember rolling up to him and I'm like, sorry, this is the dumbest question. I feel like a total idiot for asking, but like, where do I register? And he just kind of like laughed. It was like, there's no dumb question. We've all been there and like made me feel like super, you know, comfortable with showing up and racing. And I just want people to also feel that. So if, if anyone's ever like hesitant or scared to reach out, like, please don't like we're here to, you know, we all started somewhere and, and we want to see people have fun and not feel embarrassed about anything. Nice. Hey, um, if somebody's listening, uh, they've made it this far, I'm sure they want to see this succeed. They, uh, if, if people in the community are like, let's do this, I want to make this work. What do you guys think is the hinge point? What makes this thing work? How, how is it successful in three or four years? I think consistency, right? Like safe, safe courses that are consistent and a quality of like customer service, race results, uh, courses, 
um, and atmosphere are all proponents and having that consistent all across all four venues and multiple years. And if it stays within the Utah County and Salt Lake County area and goes to Wasatch or, you know, up to Cache Valley, you know, all those kind of places that it's like they have the same experience and the same expectations across the board and those expectations are met. Yeah, I'll, I'll add in here too, like um, racing at the national level, we get, you know, the privilege to race in some really big, big events that are a ton of fun. Um, I'm thinking of like Athens this year. Uh, there was between 20 and 30,000 people on the sidelines of that race from what I heard. Wow. Just, just packed. And it's a blast to race with that many people just cheering and screaming. And like we talked about earlier, crit racing can really be kind of like a fun family event and bring your family, bring your kids, like bring, bring a, a lawn chair and some, some drinks or food or don't bring dogs, please. Cause that's the recipe for disaster. But <laughs> it, the, I think that if, if people can hold on, Matt, is it dogs or dogs? Don't no, bring you dogs. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna edit that out. I'm editing that out. <laughs> so the more people we have there, the better. And and I think it makes it easier for you know your your 40 year old married guy with kids to to justify being out to race for a night if it, if the whole family can come and it's actually a fun thing. And I think as we build this if we can create that sort of environment, um, which does take time to build, but I've seen it in Merrick's series. Like it, it can be a blast with people there. Um, I think that helps grow the success of it and, and just help grow the the whole program as a whole. Nice. And, and on that note too, I mean, the more people, if you have hundreds or thousands of people showing up to these events, the communities want that too. They're going to reach out and say, Hey, can you have your event here? Or how many food trucks can we bring when you're holding the series and race? It's it, it supports it, that side of the, the community as well. And people are going to want you in their area because you're bringing business to the area as well. And you're supporting, you know, other parts of business, not just cycling. Cool. Uh, I've been following Utah Crit League on Instagram. Uh, this is where all your updates are taking place. So, I would say that that is the place to go for everybody. Is that true? Is that where you want everybody? Yep. Right now. Yeah. Okay. So Utah crit league, that is the name of the Instagram page. Uh, they're in a, it's a league of our own in a league of our own. Corey, are you running this page? Is this your work? No, that's that's no. Ethan and Zach, man. Mm, very good. And, uh, looks like some, uh, courses are coming out. Regi when does registration go live? January 1st, January 1st. And, okay. and just, you know, like, to that point, uh, Stu, like our goal is to lead this up into the state championship cool. of the Utah Crit State Championship. Very cool. All right, guys. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? Mountain race. Stu, Stu you, you race on us, bud. You show up and just, you know, no way. Out. My goal, I will be the first person to register for Utah Crit League on January 1. Watch it come through. I'm going to do it. <laughs> uh, I hope so. <laughs> I'm serious. I just don't know what flight I'm going to register in. Uh, like women, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see an old dad league here. But I guess I'll just do C flight. I'll let you guys think, guide. I'll let you guys guide me. I think we're all old dads, so just just join whatever <laughs> one you want. Yeah, right. I have to brag. Uh, Formula Three Six Nine is doing a double body weight deadlift challenge. Okay. Yeah. Today, Jason, you'll be very impressed. Maybe you won't be impressed. I don't even know. Dude, I pulled 245 off the ground. I weigh 155. That's the most I've deadlifted since I was like 26. Congrats. I had a boy. I mean, I'm in a I'm in a back brace right now, but either way. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's sprint training for the crits. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I love it. Anyway, you guys are the this is awesome. Um I love Utah cycling. I love Utah community cycling. I think there's no greater thing. Um, I love the women to race, but there's something special about dudes uh, coming together to be on bikes. I know that sounds kind of silly, but I think that there's a really fun opportunity to develop friendships as men, to support each other as men, whether it's mental health or just having great friends to rely on and share incredible experiences. 
Um, and I am all about that. So if this is going to provide a thing like that, which I think it will, um, more dudes racing like this is, is great for our community. So kudos, Zane, way to go, Corey, uh, grateful for you guys to build something like this. So nice work. Thank you, Stu. We, we appreciate Thanks. the impact me Dooley's had on our community and myself. Uh, you guys really like made me think outside the box and, and you set a standard of, of what club and group writing slash racing is in, in the community. And so thank you for all you guys do. Yeah. You can't, you can't ride in the state without seeing me do the Jersey. Matt, will this crit league help me go sub eight at Leadville? Everything will. Yeah. Uh, you're deadlifting. <laughs> you're deadlifting. Yeah. <laughs> After I, I blow an L5 disc, just boom. <laughs> <laughs> you got sub eight all day. Just go get it. Have have you ever looked at the uh, the deadlift fail Olympic videos where they no and they no and then they just like go stiff and pass out it's like the last I'm glad, mm-hmm. that, I'm glad that wasn't you I did envision I did envision holding my phone up for a worker at the gym to call my wife though right before I did <laughs> I I did just want to say too on the on the crit stuff too I know it's intimidating for a lot of people that have never raced crits to come out and try it, but I promise it's fun. I promise you can try it without getting hurt. You can show up and tail gun and ride in the back or ride in whatever flight you feel comfortable. There's lots of people willing to help. I think cycling in general is really intimidating to come and try new things and, you know, put yourself out there. It seems like people are, you know, take it way too seriously. I think this is going to be a great thing for the sport where it's inviting. And I just like really want to encourage everybody and promote this league to get out there and just realize it's really hard to win a bike race, no matter what level of fitness you're at. And this gives you more opportunities to go out there and learn and try. And it doesn't matter if you, if you win or lose, you're going to go out and you're going to learn a ton of stuff and you're going to have fun and it doesn't take that much time out of your day. And you're going to meet a bunch of good dudes. Lots of good reasons to come out. Amen. Nice. Well, but, Don't yeah, tell great. Matt that it doesn't matter if he wins. That is not in, <laughs> that is not in his persona. <laughs> okay, guys. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys. We'll see you around. Hey,